This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman. Brought to you by Decisions in Dentistry and the Academy of Dental CPAs. Whether it's taxes, investing, or planning wisely, Art is your guide to make your dental practice as profitable as possible. Here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman, CPA. My name's Art Wiederman. I'm a dental-specific CPA. My practice is located in Southern California uh, in Orange County near the, in the city of Tustin. And uh, we're recording this podcast on Sunday, March the 22nd. And as everyone knows, we are in very, very challenging times in our country right now. The COVID-19 virus has uh, pretty much shut down most of the country and has shut down dentistry in many states, and we believe many states are to come. And I was actually going to record a podcast today going over all of the financial aspects for dental practices, and uh, I have chosen not to do that today. And, And the reason is is because by the time this posts on the internet, which will be Wednesday the 25th, um, everything will change. So I'm going to quickly give you an update. Uh, As of right now, the federal government is in the process of putting together approximately a $2 trillion uh, relief package to help small businesses. And just real quick, we're talking about actual checks that would probably go out somewhere in the neighborhood of the first week of April to families for anywhere between 1000 and $2,400 $2,400 is what they're talking about. Uh, we're talking about uh, loans to make your payroll for anywhere from two to four weeks, which is what's on the table, that would be forgiven if you use them to pay your payroll. The government wants you to keep people employed. Uh, and uh, they're also going to be pumping hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars into the economy as far as into banks so that small business loans can be had. So our next podcast, by the time we get to that, we'll talk about all of that. But today, what I'm going to do is I have a a very, very special treat for you. Um, There are people in dentistry that are just, you know, at at the top of the game. They they use the word goat, greatest of all time, maybe, I don't know. Uh, Linda Miles has been a friend of mine and a friend of the Academy of Dental CPAs for many, many years, and uh, she is on the line with me, and we're going to talk about all of the things that you need to do from a management, leadership, uh, patient contact, employee contact standpoint, because folks, we are going to come out of this. Uh, success is the only answer. Um, winning is the only answer. Failure is not an option here for any of us. So we're going to help you with some great tips of what you should be doing with your team. Um, let me give you a little bit of information first. Uh, folks, if you have any questions about any of this, uh, send me an email, artweederman at gmail.com. And if I don't have the answer for you, um, I'll either get it to one of my members of the Academy of Dental CPAs or I'll get it to all the great resources that we have. Um, the other thing is uh, send me an email, call me, um, call me at the office. We're not in the office right now. But I do get my um, phone calls and I see who's calling and I can return your call if it's if it's urgent. Um, go on to our website, www.hmwccpa.com. There's a lot of great resources for taxes and finances uh, on our COVID-19 spot. 
Um, we are partners with a fabulous magazine called uh, Decisions in Dentistry. Uh, they've got great resources and great tools on their website. Uh, go to www.decisionsindentistry.com. And now, as in any time in your lives, folks, you need somebody who understands your business. We did a, a webinar yesterday, not a webinar, a, a phone call, a Zoom phone call, 53 people on this call, the entire Academy of Dental CPAs, and we talked about all of the aspects of the um, uh, the Federal Leave Act and the Sick Leave Act and unemployment and just all kinds of things that we're counseling our clients on. Uh, if you're not working with a dental CPA and you're having issues, which we all are, go to www.adcpa.org. Find the member firm in your area. I'm in Southern California, again, north of San Diego. we got a great firm in San Diego, Drew Hendricks Firm. But we're in Southern California. We are all here to help. I mean, we're emailing each other at – I got an email at 1 in the morning last night. I was asleep, but I got it at 1 in the morning. All right, let's get to our guest because Linda Miles is just one of the, the finest people in the dental profession. It's just hands down. Um, Linda's been in the dental profession going on six decades she started as an assistant. Uh, she became a business manager. I'm going to let her tell her story, how she got into consulting. Um, it's her 59th year in dentistry. She's worked with over 1,000 private clients. She's lectured in all 50 states, um, four continents, and she's been to Australia five times. In fact, it's funny. Linda shared with me that her last uh, her last three trips were her farewell appearances and Folks, I guess if Cher could have a bunch of farewell appearances, so could Linda. So, Linda Miles, my dear friend, welcome to the Art of Dental Finance. Thank you, Art. It's a pleasure to be on today. Well, um, again, the information that you're going to share with our listeners is is absolutely critical. So, uh, you were sharing a little bit with me. How did you get into consulting? Well, I was working for a wonderful practice, a brand new practitioner, and all of his buddies said, you've moved into the wrong part of town. This is the blue collar, the no collar, the Chesterfield County of Richmond. It's, uh, you know, the uh, farm community. Nobody can afford the ideal dentistry that you would like to do. And I was scared because we just bought our first home. Um, after 15 months of seeing my doctor's productivity and how happy the four of us were to be working together, his buddies who were in the rich part of town, struggling because they opened huge practices, needed some help, and I started helping his friends, four different doctors, a half a day a month. And one of them said, you have so many good ideas that work. Why don't you hold a seminar and invite lots of people? My response was in 1978, do you really think I could talk all day? And he smiled and said, yes. So I started my speaking consulting business, and it's been a phenomenal ride, uh, Art, for the past 36 years. I've been retired for the past two, and I still love dentistry. I still keep my big toe in the water, my, uh, my thumb to the pulse of what's going on just throughout all the dental colleagues and clients that I'm still in touch with. So what has your last week been? Have you, you've talked to people. What, what are you hearing? I'm hearing some really scary things, Art, and the main thing that I'm hearing, uh, I even heard that a practice with uh, something like 30 doctors and 250 co-workers, employees, are thinking about going under, and I'm thinking, why on earth are they talking gloom and doom when it's temporary? We don't know how long this is going to last, but, you know, this morning in the shower, 
I get some of my biggest ideas in the shower. That's why you and I are such good friends. I do the same thing. Oh my goodness. I mean, I mean, just like, it's like we, we get these brainstorm. I don't know why it's that way, but it's when our brain is waking up, I'm not sure. But anyway, I was just thinking about our talk this afternoon and I thought, you know, it's just like our computer. Our practices are like a computer and they'll pick up a virus. And what do we do? We can't use them. We're frustrated. We're stressed. We're disconnected from the world in which we work and live. And what do we do? We go to either Apple Store or Best Buy or have a technician come in. They rid the computer of the virus. They reboot. And when it comes back, it's far better than it ever was before. But they have to set up some protection. And that's what I think dentists should be doing right now is not talking gloom and doom. And Art, I know for a fact that the that everything filters from the dentist to the team and what filters to the team filters to the patients. Oh. So those who are talking gloom and doom are going to set themselves up for failure. Absolutely. Those who are talking, you know, we're going to get through this. We're, we've, all, we've been through things before, nothing quite as dramatic. We will get through this. And the four magical words that any employer can say to their employees, especially now, I need your help. Oh, my God. That is so, so golden. Folks, this, this, is, this is so important. I mean, this is not an e economic crisis. While it is turning into an economic, uh, I'm not going to use the word crisis, a, a serious economic situation. This is not an economic crisis like we had in 2008. This is a public health issue. And when we had the other public health issues uh, before, uh, the medical community came up with solutions. It took time. Uh, the difference with this is this is a virus that we have to stay away from each other. So in 2008, dental offices were open, right, Linda? That's right. But but now they're not. So uh, again, what you guys need to do, and we're not. This is not what today is about. But you need to build a war chest. Get your hands on money. We're going to talk about this on the next podcast. Email me. I'll email you back. I've been. I've been. I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to. Listen to every single webinar you can. Listen to all the smart people. But the fact of the matter is, is this is this is about leadership. So, Linda, talk about keeping a positive mental attitude and not running scared. Yes. Um, you know, for those dentists who are positive in a negative time, and this is a very negative time, their team members are scared. The families of the team member are scared. The dentist is feeling totally overwhelmed with responsibility because so many people, patients, and team members rely on them. And yet there's nothing anyone can do except keep a positive attitude, even though it's scary, uh, and use this time productively. There are so many things in the next two weeks these dental practices can and should be doing. Number one is boosting each other up and letting everybody in the office know we will get through this. And just think, Art, when this is over, how flooded with patient care there's going to be. Yep. So are they going to be prepared for the avalanche of the back of the back dental treatment and trophies and preventive care. So I think that one of the things they can use do, start doing daily 
And I love the fact that there's going to be, um, you know, a stimulus to pay the employees for two to four weeks to keep them gainfully employed. What a wonderful time to work on the practice instead of in the practice. And they need to start with a game plan. And the first thing the dentist owner needs to do is sit down with either a glass of wine or a bottle of wine, depending on how slow they write. And they <laughs> <laughs> I like but what's your what's your OK, so what's your favorite wine? <laughs> My favorite one is Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. Nice. I'm, I'm a Pinot Noir guy. Well, anyway, I like that, too. Uh, what is the other one? It's called Miomi. Miomi. Yeah, that's well, a norm. Well, Linda, I can tell you when, when this is over, you and I are going to get together and we're both going to have it be my treat. We're going to have a glass of your favorite wine face to face, hopefully sooner rather than later, because because you, you're wonderful. Well, so, you and your wife have a, a, a we have a guest suite waiting for you in Florida. So uh, that'll be a deal. Sounds good. But anyway, one thing that they should do after this is all over for 2020, what is the next step? Create their philosophy of patient care. How do they want their patients and their team treated by themselves and by future practitioners who come into the practice? What is their, what is their one in five year goal when this is over? It isn't a time to sit back and, and lick your wounds. It's a time to really think about the future. And they also need to sit down and literally write their own obituary because I know they feel like they're dying. And that is, what do they want their family, their friends, their, their teammates, the community to say about them after they leave? What are their premier values? And then part two is bringing your team on board and having them help write that practice of philosophy and that practice motto and the goals. And once the team buys in, Art, the team is your greatest asset. I think I heard you say that earlier. Uh, The team is your greatest asset. So when the team buys into the doctor's enthusiasm, then the patients buy into it. So right now, every dental practice should take 10 names a day. So if you have seven people, including your doctor, that would be 70 phone calls that you can make to existing patients, thanking them for being your patient and telling them we're here for you. You know, there's there's so much we can do right now. I mean, everybody's home, so why not make some calls? Well, and that's right. And and the other thing that I've been doing with my clients, and I know our Academy of Dental CPA members have been doing it, I'm literally going down the list. And if you are a client of mine, and I've been working with you for a long time, and I haven't called you, it's just because I haven't gotten down the list. Because, I mean, my phone, I, yesterday was Saturday. I was going from about 7 in the morning until about 9.30 at night. I, I actually sent you an email about 9.30 last night. And and, and I'm what I'm doing is, is I'm calling. I'm saying, doctor, uh, I care about you. Um, how are you doing? And I'll tell you what, folks. When you ask somebody, how are they? How are they handling? And you just listen, and you're there, and you say, my dentist called me. Do you know how far they go? Linda, what, what's the goodwill value of something like that? 
the goodwill is immeasurable. And I learned that years and years ago at the National Speakers Association, there was a speaker who made a point of every day of his life, even Christmas, holidays, every day of his life, he called a client to thank them. That was 360 calls a year. How much time would it take for every dentist and every team member to make 10 calls, personal calls to patients? So that would be number one in this downtime. Number two is working on the practice systems. You know, right now, the biggest question is, how do we talk to patients? And the answer to that is in a very positive, we care for you, we're here for you, uh, we're open for emergency care. Uh, we hope that during this crisis that you won't have a dental emergency, but when you do, uh, uh, and tell your friends who d- may not have a personal dentist, we'll be here for them as well. You can actually use this downtime to create and market your practice. So one thing I was thinking, Linda, is now, now obviously – Everybody who is going to be open for emergencies, like, for example, in California, uh, the California Dental Association suggest, strongly urged dentists to close down for two weeks. We're now one week into that, except for emergencies. Now, the ADA has got a fabulous resource on their website, www.ada.org, um, that talks about rules on emergencies. Um, what is an emergency? What can you do? So obviously, you need to follow the rules. But Linda, what if a doctor is open for emergencies? Isn't that an opportunity? It is an opportunity to build on later, but it has to be a true emergency. Right, right. Said. We know that. It has to be, you got to follow the rules. And I think that uh, someone in the office should be on call for those emergencies, like if they have a cell phone that they could direct the calls to and they pass it around you know, every day a different team member takes those emergency calls and maybe the doctor is on call, but being available during this time is such a critical part of the future of this practice. Because, you know, folks, if and again, I, I know that everybody's got a lot of financial issues on their mind, but, you know, if, if a patient calls your office and they just get a recording and they have a true dental emergency and they're in serious pain, they're going to find a dental office that is taking care of emergencies and you might lose a patient and it goes both ways, right? That's for sure. Good point, Mark. So, so you had some other things that they should be doing during downtime. You talked about calling patients. You talked about working on systems. Did I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, did you have some other things? Yes. You know, years and years ago, I set my very first seminar and I must have over 30 all-day seminars, uh, and they all branch from four words, Art, and that is communication, and that is enhancing the communication between doctor to doctor in a larger group practice. When the team members see the doctors communicating, the team members communicate more effectively with each other. Uh, in many practices, there's a breakdown between the front office and the back office. Everybody thinks they work harder than the other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, working on ways to enhance that communication and letting them know that, you know, if we work together as a team, I'll help you when you help me and and developing a much more positive between the front and back. And I laughed in my seminars and told them, you want to. If you have this problem between the back and the front not getting along, just let all your dental assistants come and run the front desk for one week. Let your front desk people be an assistant for one week. They'll kiss each other when they come to work. 
Well, you, you and I, you and I, I was telling you yesterday when we were talking on the phone, and, and, and you're such a you're such a joy to speak with. I mean, I could talk for hours. Is is that um, I always said in my CPA practice, I hired attitude, and I can train skills. What do you think about something like that? I think that is so true. I said in my seminars, look for APA. Number one is attitude. I want happy, enthusiastic people. Who wants to work with a person that looks like they were weaned on a dill pickle yesterday? Who wants to see a doctor come in late because they really don't want to be there? I've always said, show me a dentist, a team member, or a patient that is late. I'll show you a person that doesn't really want to be there. Yep. They fill a chair for eight hours. And so it all, I hate to put the the, uh, onus on the leader dentist, but everything filters from the doctor to the team to the patient. Yeah, let's get into that. That's an important. When I had a happy dentist, I had a happy team and I had happy patients, referring patients. That's right. That's right. And and the, 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 the patient's. People during this time, they, they want to be, they want to know that you care about them. That's the main thing. They all walk into the front office with, or the reception with a, an invisible sign on their forehead. And there's a big S on their forehead. Make me feel special. Yeah. And when you can hop out of your chair and greet them warmly instead of not even looking up from the computer as some of the medical offices do. You know, every time we as patients visit a medical facility, we think, oh, my goodness, I could fix this in a hurry. Yeah. But uh, those four words are that I built everything around in my whole business for 36 years. Communication, organization, all your systems have to be totally organized. What a wonderful time for your dental assistants to work on inventory control system, to work with their sales reps, their dental uh, sales representatives and and territory reps. Uh, What a wonderful time to organize your cabinets and your drawers and your lab and your storage areas, your front office systems, everything could be totally organized in this downtime. Uh, The third is motivating, and that is keeping a positive attitude and thinking of ways to keep the work environment, even with no patients, positive. And the fourth is the art of appreciation for dentists, for coworkers, for uh, the team members, and most of all, for patients. So if, if everybody follows those four words. If you put the first letter of all four words together, Art, what does that spell? C-O-M-A. And that's what a practice is in if they don't have all four. That, that's, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. But so, so I'll tell you what I did in 2008, Linda, when we had our economic crisis. I, I mean, I, I, was very, I was very generous to my employees for 33 years, and we, we, they gave out, gave out really nice bonuses because as you, doctors – you can't do what you do, and I can't do what I do in serving our dental clients, and our ADCPA members can't do what they do without our teams, and we have to remember that. That's so important. But I, I think, Linda, let's talk to this. I think being realistic, I mean, positive is great, but talk about being realistic. I mean, we don't know how long your dental office doctor is going to be closed. We we know it's, you know, ADA said three weeks. I can't see it's going to be three weeks. I can see it's going to be longer. Uh, we, we just don't know. It's a, it's up to the authorities to tell us what you know where this thing goes. But 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 talk about being truthful and and acting with integrity and honesty and transparency with your team. 
Well, I think that the team is looking for um, hope. And the, the boss, it's very difficult when, as you said, it could be four weeks, it could be eight weeks. None of us know. But the only way to control this virus is for everyone to participate. And in areas like in the Florida beaches, they literally had to oh, impose a fine for the spring breakers. They wouldn't leave. And uh, they were partying and saying, oh, we're not that age group. Well, guess what? You're going home to your elderly grandparents and you, you could carry this virus home. So I'm really glad to see that they have quarantined everybody, every business. Sadly, the shelves in the grocery stores are getting bare-er. I was there yesterday, Linda. I was in a, in a, in a Gelson's Market in, uh, in, in South Orange County where I live. It was surreal. And I talked, I actually talked to one of the ladies who was stocking shelves and I said, is this an issue of you're not getting food? She said, no, it's not. It's an issue of people walking out with two and three shopping carts, afraid that they're never going to be able to eat if they don't buy the entire inventory. So this is, this is fear. And and this is where as a leader, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, I, I'm going to share, Linda, for a second, what I said to my team in 2008. I said, hey, listen, here's here's the reality. The reality is, is our dentists are still open. They're hurting, okay? Uh, we're, we're in some dangerous times, so we have to be supportive. Uh, there won't be any raises this year. There won't be any bonuses this year, I, I and, and that's being honest. Um, and But we are going to continue to stay open. We are going to take care of our clients. We're going to get through this we we don't have a choice right Mm -hmm. i heard someone on the news say you can't go uh, around this virus you must go through it and that's the truth and if you hold hands and sing kumbaya that is kind of a little flaky but if you are realistic and you're honest and you let your team members know i'm concerned about my financial picture uh, I'm concerned about your financial picture, but let's pull together. And when this is over, let's hit the ground running better than we've ever been before. I believe sincerely, Art, if they will spend the time in team training and efficiency training and, and verbal skills training right now as a team that in three weeks, four weeks, because it's already been two they can literally hit the ground running when their practices reopen. It's going to be an avalanche, and they need to be prepared for that business. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I want to mention something kind of off topic for a second, which I neglected to do. Linda, you are involved uh, in an oral cancer foundation, which is a wonderful thing. I, I want you to share a little bit about that, and then we'll get back into our topic. Okay. It's called Oral Cancer Cause, OCC, Oral Cancer Cause, and it's a nonprofit that Robin Morrison and I co-founded when her brother and my sister-in-law both passed away in 2012. We became a nonprofit uh, 5013C in uh, 2013. Yes, 2013. And uh, all of the funds that we collect from the Bubblegum Challenge, you know, April is uh, Oral Cancer Awareness Month. And there are so many hundreds of dental practices that are ordering the Bubblegum Challenge box from oralcancercause.org. These are going to be shipped out late March for the month of April. And it's having your patients join in and blow a bubble for those who can't. 
And if they'd like to make a $5, $10 contribution, they can do so. Sometimes the practices are matching whatever they collect in small amounts. And uh, we've done this. This will be our fourth year. And we're having 5Ks. And, of course, a couple of those have been canceled due to the parks being closed. But we're being very optimistic. More and more dental, uh, large dental meetings have had booths. Dental associations have invited us to be their special uh, nonprofit. And the it's to create an awareness to the dental practices, the importance of doing complete oral cancer screenings on every single patient. Uh, uh, every hygiene visit should include that. And it's also... Um, uh, uh, the money that we collect goes to the patients and their families during some horrible times during their treatment. And as you know, Art, actually the treatment for oral cancer, head and neck cancer, is actually worse than the diagnosis in many cases. Wow. Uh, Linda, if someone wanted to get more information about your organization, uh, how would they do this? I'd love to encourage them to go to our Facebook page, Oral Cancer Cause or I'd like for them to look at our website. And I, I encourage everyone to watch the video of a 13-minute video that was filmed at the AOSH meeting two years ago. Amber Young was a young housewife, 35 years old, zero symptoms, and she had a tumor the size of a golf ball oh. in her lower mandible, oh in her mandible. And uh, she went to MUSC and has been reconstructed with implants, and they used part of her sh uh, scapula to create a new uh, mandible. And this woman is incredible. I could not tell Amber's story without crying. So every time we talked about oral cancer, we have to take Amber to tell her story. She's an amazing young woman, and I'd love for them to just see. There's so many art that can't work. They can't speak. They can't, um, they can't ever eat solid food again. Amber was one of the lucky ones, and she's more or less what we call our star survivor. There's dozens and dozens that we've helped, and we're just so encouraged by the, um, the outpouring of love from the dental community, but we have a lot more work to do. Well, again, this, this is, I, I mean, this is a fabulous, fabulous organization. So, folks, we would encourage you to go onto their Facebook page. Is there a website, Linda? It's oralcancercause.org. Okay. Uh, there's another resource that you were sharing with me. Um, now, doctors, again, uh, we understand that, that cash flow is going to be a major issue to you. Uh, but again, you are going to come out of this. And I know that there's a, a group that you, you work with uh, that does some, uh, that has resources. I think it's called Do It, Do it Yourself. Um, yes. Talk a little bit about some of those. I mean, because you, you have put together, um, you guys have put together just everything in your 50 plus year career uh, in, in one nice place, right? Well, it's actually um, DIY. DIYDentalConsulting.com is the website. DIY stands for do it yourself. It will never replace in-office coaching. Uh, Nancy Crossan is the founder. Nancy was an office on-site consultant in one of my top client practices. I met Nancy about seven or eight years ago when I did a workshop for that client. 
And since then, we became very good friends. She's a member of the Academy of Dental Management Consultants. And Nancy, by all stretches of the imagination, and I know 350 of these other dental consultants who are wonderful friends of mine and such smart people. But I can tell you, even though Nancy wasn't a prominent, prominent speaker, she's probably the smartest one of us all, bar none. She took 30 years of notes. And she compiled these into ebooks, and um, then she updated these about three years ago. She's worked endlessly on this information, and she has come out with what I, which I consider ten years ahead of her time, a digital in-office dental uh, consulting and team development program. Everything from A to Z of how to do it yourself. And what better time, Art, than right now when they have downtime to order this? And instead of paying tens of thousands, which we consultants had to have as a fee because of the amount of time and work that went into in-office coaching, the whole program is $19.95, and it's theirs forever. And one of my clients um, who teaches at Panky said, even though Linda Miles was my coach for 20 years, I would want the DIY on my computer for training a new team member yeah. quickly. She said, absolutely, without a doubt, I, this is as close as my fingertips, and it's in eight parts, and the dentist and the team do it on their time, their way, and they custom design it. Every form is downloadable, customized to suit their own practice. Yeah. Now, folks, again, I, I want to be really clear here. I, I, we're not selling. This, this is not about selling and making money. This is about helping. Uh, you know, <laughs> Linda Miles is, is, might be the biggest name, one of the biggest names in dental consulting in the dental profession over the last half decade. And uh, anything that Linda gets behind, I'm behind. I just learned about this. So it is a resource. If it's something you want to look at, you can look at it um, when you have the downtime. Uh, Linda, I want to go back to the conversation. So let's say that we have doctor and they've got 14 members and they're going to get on a Skype call and doctor is going to talk to the team because um, you know, everybody's watching the news. Everybody sees what's going on. And, and, and the problem we have, Linda, the real problem that we have, and this is what I want to address with you next, is a lot of the doctors are not they're, they're not they're not having their patient they're not having their team come in and they're not paying them so they're having to file for unemployment um, there will be some government relief coming shortly there is the federal um, uh, the federal medical leave act and sick leave act which again you, you you need to be an MIT graduate to figure out how it applies but it is going to potentially apply it could be there could be an exemption for dentists. Uh, the ADA is lobbying very, very hard with with the the government to to keep them out. But but for now, if I have a team that's, I mean, they're there, they know what's going on. Give us some pearls about what doctors should be actually saying to their team members. Well, first of all, as I mentioned before, they should be saying to the team, "We as a group can get through this. None of us know when it's going to be over. None of us are going to know the true." Uh, financial damage that it might do, but we, the world is going through it with us. We're not alone. This is not just our town, our community, our dental profession. It's everybody. 
And so if they keep a positive attitude and they use this downtime to stay in touch with patients and they have a list of things that they can work on through Zoom or some of the practitioners are actually paying their staff for three to four weeks and keeping them in the office, they show up every day, they can do a lot of in-house working on the practice. But the main thing that the doctor needs to, to realize is if he or she remains positive and, and actually gives the team hope, the team in their conversations and the tone of their voice will give that same uh, hope to the patients when they talk to them. And, and we, are, we are all going to get through this, ladies and gentlemen. And, and leadership is, is just so, so important. And, and again, you know, the decision of what I, I, I'll tell you what I've seen, Linda. I had a doctor on the phone with me the other day who said, Art, we have had the best six months of our lives in this practice from September until February. Obviously, the wheels came off in early March, as we all know, early mid-March. Um, we, and, and I don't want to lose this team. And, and, and he said to me, Art, I've, I've, you know, you helped me put together a plan, look at the finances. Um, I'm going to guarantee them that they're on payroll for X number of days. Now, again, we have family leave act uh, issues that are not the department of labor still has to give us some guidance, but, but if, if the, if the doctor, you know, I mean, and, and we have doctors out there that have to, they have to be truthful and they just can't, they have no money. They, they, they have no money. And that's why getting access to credit and, and you've got to keep the doors open. Uh, you know, your team members, your good team members, the people that care about you and your patients, they'll stick by you by this. They understand. And talking to them is so important, right? One of the things, Art, I'd love to end our conversation with, because I know we have to end it sometime. Yep. What are some things that we can do, uh, maybe not for this particular situation, but in the future? Because we're always going to have some sort of a crisis, and being prepared is the key. One of the things I did last night is replay the Academy of uh, the Speaking Consulting Network's recorded message where your colleague, um, Alan Schiff and uh, Kate Williford, your colleagues were on. And there were some valuable, valuable tips that I'd love to share with this group. And I shared this with my clients over the years. I want all my clients to have a corporate slush fund. And this is so they don't have to keep borrowing and borrowing every time they need new equipment or something like this happens. Every dental practice, every family needs a corporate slush fund or a family slush fund. Next, uh, I thought about the business overhead or the business interruption insurance, which bailed me out when I had back surgery and a team of 10 people to pay and rent and so forth. And luckily, it covered it. But as Alan said last night, read the fine print, uh, business overhead interruption insurance does not cover uh, a pandemic situation. That's generally correct. I was happy to learn that because I was going to mention it today. And uh, the admin pay, Deborah Englehart Nash mentioned that she and her husband are paying their team 
rather than laying them off, they've accepted admin pay. Yep. And they might look into admin pay. And Tim Twig, uh, who is their HR advisor, is one of the best or the best in the business. And I would definitely get in touch with Tim Twig at um, at Bent Erickson yep. and Associates. There are, there are companies out there that do this. Absolutely. You've got to, by the way, any kind of moves that you make. Uh-huh. And then yeah, retire, retirement plan loans, as Alan said, we don't want to think about it, but there is going to be some relief about the payback or whatever. So that's an option to gather some cash in a hurry. Uh, whole life insurance loans. He said, again, yep. we don't like to think that you have whole life, but some people do. And there's a there's some money and some cash available. And then he mentioned how wonderful the banks have been uh, at giving dentists breaks right now. And so contacting the banks, and I think you probably have a list on the West Coast, and Alan has a list of banks on the East Coast, and that would be a time to call you guys for sure. Well, Linda, you better be careful because I might have to offer you a job in my CPA practice. You're giving all this I was going to take a little bit of time when we wrapped up to to talk about some of these things, and and I will do that. I'll repeat them again. But, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is. So right now, and, and Linda, I think I'm going to take a little time, and and feel free to stand in line, chime in as you you like. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of these things. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, uh, all of the dental lenders have stepped up to the plate. Um, For the most part, most of your dental lenders will give you – Anywhere from 60 to 120 days of uh, payment deferral. Now, this is not payment like they're going to forgive the payments. Um, some of the banks uh, are tacking them to the end of the loan with no interest, uh, and that's what many of them are doing. Uh, and, and what I would suggest you do, like Linda said, is go to your bank, go every single payment. If it's if it's with a dental supply company, and uh, you know it's the dental supply. Uh, companies have all have financing arms uh, to them. They all make loans. Go ahead and 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 make uh, call them and and then ask them if they have a, a lines of credit. Some of the banks are offering lines of credit. One of the things that the government is doing, Linda, is they are um, they are pumping. They're going to be pumping hundreds of billions, maybe even trillions of dollars into the banking industry because. The only way that we get out of this, I mean, there's two places for money. See, there's two places for money. One is your savings and one is borrowing. I don't know anywhere else other than inheriting money, which is not a a good financial plan. But Linda, when you and I talk about um, coaching, I mean, you can go, you've gone into thousand, a thousand dental offices and you look at systems, and like when I look at a tax return, you look at you look at a doctor's office, and in one hour or less, right, you can assess exactly what the problems are and what to do with them, right? You know about ninety percent in the first hour. In, in the first hour, right? But right. but here's the problem that we have, Linda. The problem that we have is I don't have an answer for. I've got fixed overhead, and I have no revenues. That is a math problem. That is a strictly a math problem, and I don't know how long that's going to be. We hope a short period of time. So, and I guess I was going to, and I'm probably going to get into this next week. We're in uncharted territories, folks, and I'm, I'm, I'm winging a little bit of this, but I've been having these conversations with dozens and dozens of clients. 
What you need to do now is you need to put together a 30-day plan, a 60-day plan, a 90-day plan, and even a 180-day plan. Um, What you need to do is you need to sit down, and I've had doctors do this with their administrators, sit down and figure out how much insurance money is out there for you. Um, because the insurance companies we hope are going to continue to send checks because they, they do, I guess. I don't, I haven't heard anything that they're not. Um, but again, we're in uncharted territories. How much insurance money is out there? Uh, don't plan on a whole lot of patients sending you checks these days, folks, because again, people are not working. They're, they're, you know, the last person they're going to unfortunately pay is their dentist. Um, so, so whatever you figure you're going to have coming in, plan on that. Then, Look at how much money you're planning on paying your team. If you're planning on keeping your team on for X number of weeks, uh, build that in. If your team is on unemployment, you don't have as much to build that in. That's a that's a decision. And by the way, do not make any decisions about employment, employment decisions, whether to you know cut someone back, lay someone off, without talking to to a labor law attorney. Uh, you've got Bent Erickson's group. You've got Ali Aramshian's group, HR for Health. You've got groups around the country that do this work because, folks, you don't want to get sued when this thing is over. And, oh, I did this with my employee, and, and she understood, and, and the next thing you know, they're coming after you for this stuff. So right. you need to come up with a plan of how much money do you need. So for a million, and again, I'm winging this off the top of my head, Linda, but, but I'm pretty good at this. Um, you have a million-dollar practice. The overhead of the practice is probably about 60 to 70%. Isn't that about the overhead? I mean, you know, if you do... That's where it should be. Sometimes it's 75 or 80. Right. But let's say it's 65. So if I have an $80,000 a month revenue stream and my overhead is, uh, you know, 60, but that's about, you know, forty-five dollars to $50,000. And we know that of that overhead... Um, you know, probably about, you know, 20% of your revenues is uh, 20 to 30% of your revenues, if you include hygiene, is going to be your team. So that is, if I'm doing 80 times, you know, 30% is 24,000. You know, you build in, maybe you're paying them part time, maybe you're paying them, like you say, administrative fees. So it could be that you need $15,000 a month uh, for the next, you know, 90 days. To keep them on the payroll, maybe it's twenty thousand. So twenty thousand dollars a month—that's uh, sixty thousand dollars. You must pay your rent, folks. Um, you can call your landlord and ask for a deferral of things, but if you do that, get it in writing. Get an attorney involved because if you don't pay your rent, there are things in your lease that could trigger uh, you getting kicked out, penal- financial penalties. There's, there's all kinds of things. These are legal documents. So you're going to pay your rent. Maybe your rent is $5,000 a month. So you got to add up all these numbers and all these costs that you're going to incur. Uh, you're going to need to be paying people, uh, you, you know, your computer, et cetera, to, to do this, et cetera, et cetera. So, so these are the things that you need to deal with. Um, uh, and, and let's say that your number is, let, let, let's pull out a number and say it's $40,000 a month. Okay. So that means for, uh, and, and maybe you'll get $20,000 in insurance uh, revenues uh, over the next three months. So $40,000 a month for three months is $120,000 minus $20,000 in revenues. Uh, that's uh, $100,000. Um, you know, can you find $100,000? Linda, you made some comments about a lot of things. You still there? I'm here. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so the, 
you know, here, here's what we need to do. We need, if you have a line of credit, folks, a business line of credit, draw it down, put it in your checking account. If you have a, I had a doctor the other day, I said, do you have a personal line of credit on your house? He says, yeah, I haven't touched it. It's still good. Uh, it's $100,000. Draw it down, put it in your checking account. Cash is king right now, ladies and gentlemen, because we're not quitting. Linda, we're not quitting, right? Not quitting. We're moving through it, not around it. That's right. So it's a mat. I mean, I tell you what, I have this saying. Everybody in the ADCPA knows it. All my employees know it. My wife and my two boys, Nathan and Forrest, are sick of hearing it. It's a math problem. This is a math problem. We need to come up with money. Now, the government is going to help with these, we hope, with the stimulus. And again, at the time of this recording, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what that looks like. I will hopefully know what it looks like by the end of the week so I can report back to you. But again, call your ADCPA member. We're on top of this stuff. Like every single day, we're reading and all this stuff. So if the number's $100,000 for three months, you also need to plan when this thing comes back. Yeah, patients are going to come in, but it, it may be a little slow. We don't know. So I'm telling doctors, get your hands on one to $200,000. Now, obviously, if you have a, as you were saying, Linda, what did you say? You had a practice with 30 doctors and 250 employees. Yes. Yeah, that's that, a biggie. That's a biggie. And, and, and again, you know, this is all very, very, you know, uncharted territories. We, we're not exactly sure what this family medical leave act is requiring. It is requiring at the moment, uh, potentially up to, you know, 10 to 12 weeks of pay up to a maximum of $10,000 for an employee. Um, and, and that can get very expensive. And again, we're still waiting for guidance from the Department of Labor on this. And we'll, we'll talk more about this in a, in a future podcast. But but what we need to do is we need to build, we need to do what Linda was talking about, ladies and gentlemen, which is to to get with your team, work on the systems while you're off now. If you can, um, if you've got people, you know, maybe you take, you know, if they're working for you for two or four weeks, get them on the phone to call their patients. Every single patient, stay connected. They were, and, and again, it's not about, well, you know, we need to make sure that you get your next dental appointment when this is open. That's not what this is about, folks. This is this is about, yeah, right? We're here for you, and we care about you, and how are you doing, as you said. Exactly, exactly. And as and Linda, like I say, Linda, you, you better be careful. I'm going to offer you a job in my accounting office. You came you up with what? all these. That's a great idea because you know what? I thought I was going to get a job at Publix restocking shelves <laughs> if things get bad. <laughs> well, you know what? We're, we're we're very fortunate that yeah. I mean, we have we you know they as you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening to the news, they have extended the federal and most of the states have complied uh, the tax deadline. Uh, for not only filing but paying your taxes uh, July 15th. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing, Linda, I, I got the, my first call is we, we set everybody up on salary schedules who are incorporated uh, with tax withholding, and, and we're going to have to rework all those numbers. And the, I told the doctor yesterday, I said, she said, well, what do I do with my withholding? I said, if you can tell me what your revenues are going to be for 2020, I can help you. I don't know. So we're, we're cutting them back a percentage and, and some doctors are not taking a salary. The other thing, doctors, you, you've got to, you've got to hunker down and cut your personal spending. I mean, if you had some discretionary expenses on your house or exp- expenses, well, nobody's traveling anywhere uh, anytime soon, but uh, a- anything that you can do to save money personally, um, you, you need to do. I, I, I mean, realistically, you, you, you need to do it. I, um, 
And um, unfortunately for me, there's no sports on TV, Linda. That that's killing me. It's like, but but they are they are showing a lot of the final four from prior years, which is kind of nice. But 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 folks, and we're going to talk about this again next next uh, on the next podcast, and we'll see where this thing goes. Uh, it, it is a moving, an absolute moving target. So, Linda, do you do you have some final pearls for these folks of what? what- I do have one that was shared by Kate Williford last night that might be very impactful for some of the doctors who filed their taxes or their 401. She said there's going to be uh, a, a, a rule to amend contributions that have already been made to the 401k. Yeah. A lot of very, very uh, at, uh, successful practices may have already dumped 150000 in for the year, and they can actually get that back and put in the minimum and get part of that money back yeah. will be an amendment to their contribution. We are we are we are following that closely. Uh, that's why, again, Linda, I didn't want to get on this podcast and start talking about all these rules because by the time this yeah, gets published, change before we're published. Yeah. So 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 we we need to do this. So again, the best thing that you can do, ladies and gentlemen, again. I, I'm not advertising. I don't need to advertise. Our ADCPA members don't need to advertise. We 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 have lots of loyal clients who've worked with us for years, but we're here to help. I mean, if you would have heard Linda the tone of the conversation, um, you know, we we had one of our members. I'm not going to mention any names. Um, they were in tears talking about how much they care about their doctors and what they want to do about their doctors. Um, and, and, and I was watching on the Zoom, uh, Alan and I and, and David Goodman and, and Mark Rosen and all the wonderful, incredible members of my, my brothers and sisters in the ADCPA. We so care about these dentists. I mean, we wake up at three o'clock. You do too. Wake up at three o'clock in the morning worrying about Dr. Smith or Dr. Jones or Dr. Williams or, or whomever. And, and, you know, this is, this is the time that you need to talk to your professional advisors. We're not going anywhere. We are also not. We have also decided that failure is not an option in this thing. Um, you know, we need to be leaders. Uh, I, you know, Alan Schiff, uh, all of our ADCPA members, I guess myself, obviously Linda Miles, and all the people in, in dentistry are. Um, you know, we're leaders in this industry, and we want to encourage every single one of you, every single one of you. To have a positive attitude. Um, one of my dear friends in dentistry, Dr. Phil Potter, he's my partner in our practice sales business. Uh, he's taught me a couple of things. Uh, he's the closest thing to a dad I have. Um, he said two things. Number one, the truth will set you free. And this is what Linda and you and I talked about with our teams. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, it is what it is. And I don't worry about uh, things I don't control. I started meditating a couple of years ago. It's the best thing I ever did. I don't worry anymore. I, I don't control when when dentists' offices are going to open. I don't control what's going on in our country. What I do control is what's in within my four walls, and I control helping. And my legacy, and Linda, your legacy to the dental profession is what we can do during this time to help our doctors, right? That's right. And one of the things I wanted to mention, too, I love quotes. Roy Shelburne has a wonderful quote at the end of every email, and that is, a bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to turn. 
Yeah. So we can get through this. Doctor, for those of you who don't know, Dr. Roy Shelburne, and his story is on the internet. He's lectured about it. Dr. Roy Shelburne is a dentist in the, I think in Atlanta, I think he was. No, Virginia. Virginia, I'm sorry. Well, then he's right in your back, was in your backyard. Right. Right. And, and and Dr. Shelburne uh, made an error in insurance coding and actually went. To, I guess I can say this, Linda. It's on his website, right? He went to he went to he went to prison and 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 he had two years almost in federal in federal prison. prison. And he came. And I love the title of his seminar art, and that is keeping good records so you won't have a record. Yeah. And, and and that's why there are so many wonderful, wonderful people in dentistry, ladies and gentlemen. And if this is sounding like a pep talk, well, I'm guilty as charged. Uh, this is my podcast, and I guess I get to do this. And I've got one of the finest people in, den- in the dental profession on the other end of the line. And uh, Linda, as usual, your pearls are golden. But but we, we've got to stay positive. We absolutely have to stay positive. You know, you didn't go to dental school, ladies and gentlemen, to be a leader, to be a business owner. You went to dental school to, to for the most part, to, to, to be great dentists. And you all are great dentists. But now is the time that we have to step up. So, uh, Linda, I, I, think, I think we've said our piece. What do you think? I think we've covered it all, Art. And thank you so much for this opportunity to be on with uh, the ADCPA. I just think it's the greatest group of of uh, CPAs in the world. And if you are a dentist, you have to work with the dental CPAs. Well, thank you for that, Linda. And again, you and I will have, we will have that glass of wine face to face, whether it's in Southern California or in Florida or Virginia or wherever it is when this is over. I I, I look forward to to doing this. And, and one of the great things, ladies and gentlemen, is, is having been in the, you know, I have, I don't have Five decades like Linda does in the profession. I have 35 years, and, and but I've met so many wonderful, wonderful people. I've made so many friends in this profession. The people in this profession care deeply about this profession, and they care about you. Reach out to them. They're here to help. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's about all the time we have today. Uh, let me just give you a little more information. If you have any questions about anything, um, give us a, uh, give me an email, send me an email, artweederman at gmail.com. Um, call our office 714-505-9000. Right now you'll get a, an automated message because our office is pretty much shut down, but I get all my messages through my computer and I'll get back to you if I can. Um, go under our website, www.hmwccpa.com. Go to the resources tab. You'll be able to see all of our podcasts, including this one with Linda that'll go up this week. Um, basically go to also go to decisions and dentistry's website, www.decisionsanddentistry.com and, uh, go on to their about tab, subscribe to their magazine, look at their website. There's tons of great information on there. Uh, and again, as we've said, and I am a broken record, sorry about that. Uh, if you need help now and, 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 and all of you, and to some extent, they're going to need some help, um, the Academy of Dental CPAs have got your back, www.adcpa.org. And, um, you know, we're sending letters out. As soon as I get done with this, I'm finishing another update to a letter that's going out. Linda Miles, thank you so much. Thank you, Art. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman. Godspeed to every one of you. Stay positive, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 